Only the writer put it this way. I say rejoice, and again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. There's not a better place to celebrate than in the presence of the living God. He's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. He's a God, amen, of them is going to celebrate out of all the eternities and all the ages to come. Sunday morning. I'm sorry. God have mercy, man. I'm telling you what. Woo! I feel like that. Well, ain't on top of us, buddy. We're an overcomers of it. Because he was. I can. And if I'll just follow his instructions, it's nothing like it. Of all the world it has to offer. It won't compare to what we have in Jesus Christ. In his words and his promises and what's laying up in the inheritance. As we, we reach out to attain it. God bless you this morning. A little class. Let's go back. Love you today. Appreciate you so much. So good to have our guest. It's good to have a good friend from Ohio. God bless him. Rex, good to see you this morning, man. God bless you. Good to have a good neighbor with us. Brother Norris, God bless him. Good to see him, my son-in-law. Brother Tony, a man slipped in here, surprised his family yesterday. Long drive all night, but God bless him here this morning. Good to see each one of you. Amen. It's come to be in the house of the Lord, house of God, the house of refuge, house of hope, house of salvation. Hallelujah. It's not a place to come and feel really condemned. Amen. He didn't come to condemn the world. He come to save the world. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. And, uh, I'm glad he, he, he's always willing to work out the process. God doesn't give up easily. God doesn't just turn his back easily. You see this time and time again in the Bible. And thank God that's true in our own personal lives. Amen. There's been many a times as they sung the, 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 the song the other night, Wednesday night, empty and broken. I mean, often he could have this, this vessel. Amen. Even though it was in his hands, we allowed things to maybe get a hold of our spirit and get a hold of our hearts and Cause it become marred. But you know what? The blood of Christ. Because John the writer made it clear to us if we'll just confess. Amen. There is an advocate. We have a door. We have an avenue. We have one that we could call on by the name of Jesus. And thank God that all the power in heaven and earth has been given to this name. What a, what a responsibility. But what a power and authority that comes with the name. Thank God that we're able to take it on, amen, in a betrothed uh, manner, you might would say, because he's coming after a bride that's made herself ready. Coming after a bride that's, that's you know, without spot, without blemish. Amen. It's got the garment. Amen. It's got the, the lamp. And, amen. We're going to trim and get it right. Thank God for the warning. Hallelujah. And those days may be nearer than what some believe today. Hallelujah, if there's ever been a time that people need to look around them and observe what's going on and what's trying to happen. Things that we've held on even in this nation that was very dear to our hearts and helped sustain us from one generation to the next. That carried us from one family to the next. Hallelujah, the principles of the Word of God, the commandments, amen, and the love for the Word of God and even in our political realms. Amen, how often that our, our forefathers as presidents would quote and, and, and preach or, or to actually speak, amen, 
man out and using the word of God. Amen. And we realize we're living in a world today that's slipping further away from it. But you know what? That ought to be a protocol for you and I to say, oh, you can slip away, but we're going to draw closer. Amen. We're going to draw closer. We're going to dig in deeper. We're going to let our root system get deep. Amen. That we can stand the storms and we can produce. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, that's the key of the tree planted by the river. Amen. Even in the season. Hallelujah. When others may have drought times and others can't produce. The Bible lets us understand. Amen. That that tree that's planted by the river of life. When that season comes. Amen. They can produce the fruit. Hallelujah. When others can't produce it. The true church is still going to keep producing the fruit. Sweetheart. And the true church is still going to make the stand and the true church is still going to keep fighting the fight and keep the chorus. The true church, amen, amen, is still going to be able to pray down the power of God. Hallelujah. And the glory cloud, the illuminating light to drive out the darkness and the hopelessness. Hey, I'm glad I got a place that I could come, amen, and join with my brothers and sisters in like faith. Hallelujah. And feel the love of God, the touch of God. When it seems like there's nowhere else to please, I'm telling you, I'm glad there's a place that you and I can join together and bind together and feel the glory of God and the touch of God in our lives fresh again today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what a Savior we got in the man called Jesus Christ. Praise God. I'm glad to be among the saved. Oh, I know we don't like that term. It's in your Bible. The Bible itself called him the Savior of the world. A rapture condition. And holding on to it. I know you've heard me say this many a times, but there's one book instructed us how to be saved. The plan of salvation, the steps to take. There's been some 21 letters written by Paul and Peter, James, Jude, others. How to keep ourselves in a rapture condition. How to keep ourselves from lying the enemy. Rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places with their luring abilities. Man to slip in. And don't think he can't if he was able to make his way into the garden. Make his way. Man in that, that first creation in its innocence and pureness. A man and find an avenue of way, a man by beguiling Eve and persuading her to take of something that God said can't partake of it. Church is no different today. Watch out, preacher. Church is no different today. We've got to keep our guard up. We've got to stay prayed up. We've got to stay connected. We've got to, we've got to understand uh, what's going on around us. The spirits that we, we come in contact with. The spirits that we come across with. Man, the doctrines of men. and The doctrines of people. Doctrine sometimes is handed down from one family to the next. But those doctrines were incorrect by the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the book. Thank God for the word. And the Bible says, He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. And the righteousness that the word of God's talking about is God's righteousness, not man's righteousness. This experience with God is more than just being okayed by man. A little slow with me this morning. I understand. I know what it is to run from Dan to Bathsheba. I know what it is. I understand all that. At the same time, I know that when we walk in this place, God, you help us. You help us connect. You help us to allow that bubbling and that touching of God's amen to sit up. I want to hear. I want to take heed. I want to, God, I want to hear what you got to say. 
I don't care what vessel you're using. Amen. I want to hear it. Hallelujah. It don't matter who the preacher is. It don't matter who's the singer. I'm going to hear it through every song. I'm going to hear it through the word of God. I'm going to hear it through a testimony. Whatever, whatever means and method you see fit, God, to speak. Hallelujah. The, through the fivefold ministry and through the gifts of the Spirit. God's, God's design of this church is to be an overcoming church. A victorious church. It's not a church that's just going to skip by. Just get, No. No. I'm telling you the scripture taught us that we can put every adder and every serpent under our feet. I believe that's a symbol of defeating it. I mean, it's a whole lot for you, you to say. You can't say a whole lot with a number 11 in your mouth. I'll tell you right now. I think he's in stammer lips. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. God's good to us. And I'm telling you, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have to be, we're not of the, we're not of fear. We're not of doubt and confusion. Not, not if you experience true Pentecost. Not when you've experienced the true love of God. Not when you experience the true presence of God. Amen. There's no, no substitute. There's no, nothing like it. Even the counterfeit can be recognized because it does not have the power of the authority to produce what has to be producing. It does not produce the nine fruits of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Neither can you and I without the Holy Ghost. This is from the Holy Ghost. It's from that Spirit of God that abodes and dwells in us. That these nine fruits. Amen. That can be produced. It's cultivated and worked on. And produced. Day in, day out. I'm telling you the counterfeit Holy Ghost won't do it. When the testing time, the trying times come, it'll, it'll come up short. Amen. And then as it's failing them, and it is across our nation even today, as their doctrines and their beliefs, they're having... Man, talking to us this morning. Their doctrines is failing them now. They're having to broaden on up. And they're having to accept some things that 30 years ago they took a strong stand against because their congregation took a stand with them. Now all of a sudden the congregation is questioning them and they're bucking them and they're, they're letting board amen, members rule the pulpit and still the pulpit rule the pew. Amen. So letting the love of God and the word of God, the anointed, amen, the fivefold chosen, amen. Hallelujah. As you watch even this year today, amen. This is the only way that we're going to be greater is he that is in us. Amen. Or in you. Greater. He's greater than all the doctrines, amen. It's an error. He's greater and it goes far deeper than that. Even the very spirit of error. Oh, there's a lot of craftsmen out there. They learn, they learn means and ways to cover up stuff. Hide it. Try to sell the product. Sometimes that happens. You know why, why you have codes in counties and states and things of that nature? Because somebody got done wrong one time. And it's just about a common practice. The right person gets done wrong. The right individuals find out about it. They start pushing buttons to get codes passed. That don't stop all the corruptness. That don't stop all the, the shady deals. We see that from the White House down. We see that in churches. <laughs> Praise God. We see that where man's involved. Because anytime man's involved. And come on. Let's, and I'll, I'm, a, I'm a believer in this. 
I believe there needs to be a certain amount of tolerance there. It's just an error of man. Come on, sometimes we don't mean to do wrong, and we just a lack of, of, of ignorance, or just you know, of, or, or because of ignorance, <laughs> blindness. You know, ignorance sometimes is unbeknowing. Whenever you take a man, whenever you take a a uh, you take, I'll just use me. If you take a preacher. He don't know anything about carpentry work, electrical work, and plumbing work. And he gets out there and tries to do it. You know, he's just doing his best to do it. And, you know, somebody comes behind him 10 years later. And somebody's a professional in it and got 30 years of practice in it. They're looking at it. I wonder what the idiot done there. <laughs> that old gray-headed preacher looks at you and say, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But it happens, you know. At the time, with what he understood... Oh, that's the reason Moses had a visitation from God to get a plan. When God got ready, amen, to have a sanctuary come and take up a bold, he said he had a man that was willing to come into the mountains and hear what God had to say about it. But it didn't stop there. God also told him, he said, hey, I'm going to move on some men and I'm going to put the spirit in them to craft this and shape it and mold it. And it's to this day, it's still astounding to a lot of craftsmen. The workmanship that went into that tabernacle. Amen. And the beauty of it. Oh, come on now. That's the same way the Holy Ghost. And it works on the tabernacle of these earthen vessels. When they walk in the house of God the first time, so corrupt and so far away. Some people looked around and they no way. Oh, don't limit God. Don't limit the Word of God, the power of God. If anything says, if anybody can do it, God can. If there's any place I can get right, it's going to be at the house of God. If there's any place I can get right, it's coming where the truth is preach and more importantly than that amen it's where amen it's lived it's lived day in and day out the truth of God the love of God the power and authority of God amen when earthen vessels comes amen it's testimonies and witnesses and spiritual epistles of this almighty God hallelujah that's what affects our community that's what turns families around that's what puts hope in the hopeless hallelujah you know what I can also do it I see something abiding and coming out of them it can help me and bring Take me out to the other side. It's called the spirit of truth. It's called the spirit of truth. We believe in one God, don't we? We don't believe there's none beside or like in him. Even God said, I don't know any other gods. He's our maker. He's the one that can perfect us. He's the one that will work with us. He's the one that was willing. Whenever they walked out of that garden that day. God could have. Washed his hands. Perfect as I had made them. And set them in a place of innocence. Somehow. The enemy. Bible called it a serpent. and Crafty. More so than any other beast. That was known to man then. And through that craftsmanship, he began to doctrinate, began to put thoughts and bring things to, to, to Eve's attention that probably she hadn't thought much of. Outside the time that Adam, and could this be where, where she got the idea that you couldn't even touch it? Because man's always felt like if he would put just a little something else on it, a little extra protection or whatever. But you know what? The Bible's warned us. You can't add not one thing. Neither can you take it. Just preach the word. Just preach the word. We're begotten by the word. But just as important, we're kept by the word. 
And the world that we're living in today, as dark as it's becoming, and wicked and violent, it's coming, folks. It's going to get worse than this. It's going to come as the days of Noah. And in the days of Noah, there was eight souls that were saved out of that, that time. And something, amen, took place that had never happened. He had to believe in. And that was going to rain. And so Noah began to build an ark. And God waited patiently on a man, a preacher, if you please, a man that preached righteousness to build an ark. And so God's long-suffering. You know why he's long-suffering? To give opportunity for men that are not ready to repent. Have the opportunity to know him and to know him in the spirit of truth, the fullness of that truth. When the fullness of that truth sets upon our hearts and takes a bold within us as vessels of God. I'm here to tell you if we'll just have an ear to hear the spirit of truth. He'll help us from the very smallest details to the very great things. Hallelujah. God knows. God knows. He knows how to keep things from getting out of hand. If we'll just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and to the voice and the touch of God in our lives. It's, it's not God's will for it just to be a one-time deal. It's not God's will. Amen. It's a, it's a journey. It's a start. It's just the launching pad. Whenever that moment of that day that we sought Him with all of our heart and to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and let that amen take a bold up in us and to comfort us and guide and lead us. I'd love to tell you, but you know, all of us know that there's come times that we come up short and we, we, we made the wrong decisions and we, 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 we actually allow maybe an attitude or a spirit, amen, to, to creep in and get a hold of us. And, and here we are, we find ourselves. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the advocate, amen, that can make us an overcomer. So as you watch this lesson here this morning, as it begins to unfold, and, and, and God will help me here today, uh, we're just going to do our best. But greater is he that is in you. He's in us, a bold Dwell, abide. These are the terms that you read in the Bible. Jesus himself told the disciples as he was going to send up. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you for a while. But you know what? They didn't have to have the Holy Ghost as long as Jesus was here. But once he's ascended up, my father's going to send back. One place he said the father's going to send it back. Another place he said I'm going to send it back. Because he and the father are one. Amen. And they are joined together. And their purpose and in and, and heartbeat was that all mankind might be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though his wicked and vile and the God of this world called old Lucifer and the powers of his imps and his spirits and, and the spirit of error. Hallelujah. And boy, I'm telling you, we're, we're seeing the spirit of error showing up all around us. And I'm telling you, amen, false doctrines and false teaching. Hallelujah. Showing up more and more. You know why? God's trying to get people to wake up. God's trying to get people to understand. Hallelujah. We're, we're watching denominations now accepting homosexuality in the pulpit. You know, it's one thing, you know, all are welcome in the pew, but not everybody's welcome, amen, to, to fulfill the obligations and the responsibility of pulpits. Hallelujah, no, no, no platforms and in Sunday school rooms and other leadership departments. Not until you become born again. Not until you come through the gate and the process. Because that's the only true way that you're going to keep the spirit of error out. It's a dangerous thing to let people creep in from other directions and other places. 
One thing that's going to help destroy this country is when we let, please don't take this, it's not a hey, I'm for helping anybody and, and anybody wants to come and want to do things right. Hallelujah. But whenever you start letting people even creep into our own country, they're bringing their own cultures and bringing their own ideals that fail them, that cause them want to leave their nation, cause their government, amen, to cause them to crumble. And why in the world should we just sit back and let them come in and try to doctrinate us and the doctrines that we know that have failed them and that have come up short. Likewise in the church of the living God. It's mine and your responsibility in our own souls and our own minds and our own hearts. Make sure we keep the spirit of error out. Nobody's exempt from this. From the preacher to the very last one that got the Holy Ghost. The moment you got the Holy Ghost, the spirit of error began to work. And to try to lure, begin to try to set up means and ways to overcome and to rob us of the inheritance. Because the devil's full of jealousy. He's full of envy, strife, bitterness. You know why? Because of the spirit of pride. Amen. The spirit of pride. And amen. Because of the spirit of pride, it makes an avenue for all these other evil spirits and forces to come. Don't tell me they're not. Jesus Christ himself taught us. He said when a man repents. And he's delivered a man of that, that, that spirit. That unclean spirit. If that vessel's not filled up with something. Not just something though. If it's not filled up with the promise of the Father. If it's not filled up with the promise of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of truth. Amen. If it just swept and garnished. And, and, and so we, we got countries. And we got, we got, got people. Amen. Denominations. They, they, they still hold on to a little repentance. Hallelujah. But they, they begin to err from that point, And they don't want to get you baptized right but there's only one way to find remission amen and that's through the lovely name of Jesus Christ and then after that amen to walk in truth and the fullness of that truth you and I must be born again and if we're not born again of the water and of the spirit we'll never recognize the spirit of error that's a reason devil would much rather you just come in here and just put on a front hallelujah put on a, a show not just here but everywhere confessing something that we really don't have I can confess to be a millionaire but if I can't write the check. Hallelujah. don't mean anything. I can try to persuade people. Hallelujah. By what I drive and by what I wear. I got lots of money and try to impress people. But if I can't write the check. Hallelujah. If I can't help you. Hallelujah. When you're in a bind and it's a life and death situation. Hallelujah. Then it's to no avail. Oh, come on. I'm trying to help us here today. Hallelujah. God's trying to help us. The only hope of this world is for the church to be the church. And walk in the spirit of truth at whatever cost. It doesn't matter if it's your son or your daughter or your wife. It don't make any difference. God help us in Bendale, Mississippi and across our land. Hallelujah to walk in this marvelous truth. Hold dear to this truth that we might not be walked back. We might not find our own selves walking in error and in confusion and darkness because one thing leads to another. And I'm telling you if there's ever been a fight that needs to be for the church it's you and I to be determined. Hey we're going to hold on to this truth. Not just a holiness of the outward appearance. There's a true holiness that must flow from in here. <laughs> Devil's got some. They dress it better than you do. They're not building on the right foundation. 
Some of them are more sincere than we are. Some of them more dedicated than we are. But they believed a lie. And the spirit of error would drive them to those points even in the spirit of error. That they may win others. Jesus came in the flesh to save us and to give us the power to overcome the world. You don't overcome the world with evil. You overcome the world with good. You overcome the world by walking in truth. We overcome the, the, the spiritual realms by being able to recognize truth when we encounter it. I'm sure that I could get a number of witnesses here today even. That you probably still remember the first time if you weren't raised in an apostolic church. The first time you walked into one. <laughs> it was different. You couldn't explain it. You didn't know all the ins and outs. But you knew that it was different. And it wasn't just the dress. It wasn't all of that. And it wasn't just the music. But it was the spirit of truth that abode Amen. It's a spirit of truth that manifested itself. It was a true peace and a true joy. Amen. That you felt in the midst of all of that. Amen. And so you couldn't get away from that. Because we understand and realize it's truth is what makes us free. Hallelujah. There's no telling how many maybe wound up in prison for one crime or another that maybe they didn't even, even commit. I'm going to tell you something. If I wound up in jail for something I didn't commit, I'd never, under any circumstances, I wouldn't, wouldn't say I, for a lesser sentence. No, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't do it. I said, no, I didn't do it. And I'll go to my grave saying I didn't do it. That's what it takes. And there's been people, amen, after years when the truth finally came out. Amen, was set free because they held on to truth and hope and had hope in that truth. This truth is what's going to set me free. Truth is what's going to pull me out of that grave. Truth, amen, is what's going to, going to be what's going to navigate me through all the spirits and the encounters of my journey that I'm in to work in the world today. Hallelujah, truth, truth. Hallelujah will help me to survive and help me to be victorious. So if there's ever been, and you're going to notice this, we have to have a genuine love for truth, man. Truth at whatever cost God. We have a love for this truth. We have a love for the word of God. Amen. That word that liberated us. That word that sometimes cut us to the heart. That word sometimes, amen, like sometimes maybe even cutting our head off. But we know the word of God wouldn't sent and should never be preached or taught in the spirit or in the form. Amen. Out of, out of envy or strive. Never should this pulpit be used, amen, for our own agenda and our own ideas. The pulpit is God's pulpit. And the man behind that pulpit or whoever, the setting, amen, behind that. Hallelujah should be representing God and it's all about pulling us out of the pit of sin. It's all about pulling us out of that miry clay. It's, that's what it's all about all said and done. We're not building a personal kingdom. We're part of a kingdom that's not know any ending. We're part amen of what's going to last out in eternities. But, but you know why? Because truth's in it. Truth is going to prevail. Truth is going to be victorious. Truth is going to come out
God on the other side. Hallelujah. You can be always assured of one thing. The truth is going to be known. The Bible promised. That's the reason vengeance is his. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about vengeance. God's got it. Nobody's going to get by with nothing. Hallelujah. In the darkness or in the wide open. Nobody's going to get, get by with nothing. No matter what positions they hold. How much money they got. Or any of the other things. Hallelujah. Nobody's going to get by. It's going to be shouted from the housetops. Hallelujah. It's going to be revealed. It's going to be made known. Why truth. Truth. Hallelujah. That's the reason David responded to God the way he did. So God to still be God. Hallelujah. God ever how you want to work this thing out. Whatever you see fit. If you don't raise that boy. I understand. Hallelujah. Because truth. Hallelujah. And it's your mercy and grace. Because of the fullness of that truth. Performed in David's life. He would have died. He would have been killed. He would have been slew. Even though he was a king. He couldn't exempt from that. But God showed him mercy and grace. Because it was out of this seed. That the seed. A man that was going to save all of mankind. Called Jesus Christ. The Christ means the anointed one. I'm telling you. There's something about the anointing of God. That goes with the truth of God. And when you put these two things together. It tears down the yokes of bondage. It tears down the yoke of sin. It tears down the yoke of hurt and pain and frustration and all those spirits and wars against us. Truth. God help us. Amen. First, the focus verse. I'm not going to be. I'm, we're going to. We've got a baptism. I'm just. John 1, 4 and 4. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them. You've overcome them. That's, that's the call upon us. We show mercy. We show grace. We show tolerance. We try to be wise as serpents. Harmless as doves. But we can't yoke up with doctrines. It's an error. We can't walk with them and say, yeah, they fine. They all right. I can't tell you the times at funerals and places of you know, my own loved ones and them trying to pull that out of me. You think that's fun? You think you like that? But for truth's sake. Because if I don't hold on to truth, then what are they going to do? You know what happens? We make them the twofold child of hell. When we, when we start walking in there and joining with them. You know the biggest problem of our country right now? Is convincing people that they're in sin. And in error. And they're not saved in their unrighteous lives. Because America's even reaching a place nothing sinful anymore. And it's affected us as apostolics. We can't even get apostolics to come together. But we're serving a God that knows no variance, No shadow of turning. This is truth. As we begin to look in, in the lesson itself. And uh, I'm going to cover as much of it as, as I can. And um, I don't know how much. I'll just follow the writings here. Again, I encourage you to go back and to, to read it. To, to see Man, what's, what's been given to us. What's been delivered to us. We know that Jesus came. The purpose of the coming of the Lord. 
Scripture made it plain. John's writings again here. He made it plain to us. He didn't come to condemn the world. But he come to save the world. Amen. There's coming a day. It's coming an hour. That judgment. And he's going to come as a judge. But his first coming was to come as the lamb. Become as the supreme sacrifice that would liberate and deliver mankind. To bring them out of the spirits of error. Uh, If you watch all the dealing of God, even from the very beginning out of the garden, he dealt with all the world up to the time, even through Noah. You see this, but finally he reaches a place and calls a man by the name of Abram of the Hebrews and call him out of the earth of the Chaldeans. The voice of truth is always pulling. The voice of truth, and it's always an upcure client. It's not going to be with the majority. Amen. It's going to be with those that's got an ear to hear. I want to hear truth. At whatever cost, I want to hear truth. Amen. Because I understand it and I realize that this is the only thing that can set me free. This is the only thing that can help me face this true God. Amen. Is walking. And so even here, amen, of the earth, the Chaldeans and all their gods and inheritance and things that was laid up. Uh, that, that starts here now. He's going to start dealing with, with the earth and the population. And we know many years had passed by this time. And, and how the world he was just prone that was the fall of mankind you can see it after Noah you can see it after other times and how quickly you see it again in the judges how quickly after God would raise up one to lead and guide them to, in the truth and serve and worship this one true God but he would die off and it just seems like just in a few days they would go back to the old nature and go back to bondage and sin and he'd have to raise another up and, and so the processes keep coming but all of this was pointing some 4,000 years later to a man called Jesus that God was going to provide himself as Abraham made it so clear to Isaac on that way up amen a lad that's somewhere in 18 or 19 years of old that had practiced and he knew what it was to go worship this true God and how and what it took to worship him amen amen to please him and to honor him he knew that we had to have a we had to have wood we had to have fire we had to have a night but we also have to have a lamb we got to have a sacrifice and, and as they left those servants amen and he looks at the at Abraham amen Abraham at this point in time he says what words to say he said God will himself provide a sacrifice and sure enough he did that's the reason the Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary Mary didn't know a man hallelujah she didn't know a man till after after if you read our lesson close enough you're going to notice in the setting of those scriptures amen the scripture says amen in Luke amen that writing there in that second chapter Mary and it made it clear her first born. Hallelujah. Praise God. A virgin that was prophesied hundreds of years before it's ever going to take place. But that tells me the spirit of truth always prevails. The spirit of truth always shows up. Hallelujah. Don't get so fretted and worried about things in life. God's going to work it out. Truth. Truth. Amen. It doesn't matter where you go and who you are. When you walk in truth and represent truth, truth is going to... I didn't say you would never be cast into the dungeons. I'm telling you there's been men that was cast into dungeons for preaching the truth. Hallelujah. They got stars on their back for preaching the truth. They, they, they watch, amen, loved ones and friends and neighbors, amen, be persecuted because of truth. Hallelujah. So sometimes, you know, there's a certain amount of persecution and suffering that's going to come with a name and the revelation of the name. Hallelujah. It also comes, amen, when you and I walk in the true powers of truth with love and compassion, with tears. We're not out to condemn the world. But I'm telling you, the only hope of the world is to hear the gospel and experience the gospel. And the gospel 
Amen. His death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But you and I got to be products of it. You and I got to walk in the power of it. Day in and day out. Hallelujah. If we got to turn our world. Amen. But that's more importantly than that. If we got to win against the spirits of error in the world that we're living in today. It's because we got to keep the Holy Ghost and the spirit of truth alive and well in our lives. Just warned us that in the end time, that God didn't shorten the time, that the very elect would be deceived. The scriptures warned us about the Antichrist. It's going to astound people, it's going to blow their minds. The power, Lucifer, amen, it flows through him, through miracles and wonders and signs, having answers to questions. Pulling nations together like never before. What a lot of our leaders of our country is longing for today. This Antichrist is going to do it. America, if she exists then, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know where it's all. But I know one thing. The Bible says all nations are going to go against Israel. Amen. And you know what? That's going to happen. Because it's truth. Uh-huh. The wrath of God's going to come. And there's no way to get out of that except being in truth and walking in truth. And some preachers, you know, hoping for the rapture to take place. Some, but the wrath of God. See, there's a different tribulation and the wrath of God. Man, when the wrath of God is poured out, you don't want to be on this earth. You think this is a pandemic. You ain't seen nothing yet. This ain't even scratched the surface. A man of some 250 million people dying. A man. You talk about chaos. You talk about heartache and tears and pain and agony. You know why? Because they didn't have a love for truth. I feel sorry for the kids that's going to be born in those times. Hallelujah. Kids that didn't have a choice. Hallelujah. Born unto unbelievers. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to us. Hallelujah. Thank God. If our young people and children ought to be happy about anything, it's being born, amen, to an apostolic parent. Hallelujah. That knows God and the truth of God and how to instruct them and live before them, amen, examples of the true power of God, the true love of God. Hallelujah. That loves the unlovable. That shows mercy and compassion and grace unto all. They don't pick them out. Don't choose them. They don't have to be kin. I don't have to know them. No. I'm going to show compassion and mercy to all because God did. God's been merciful to all of us. Hallelujah. God's full of compassion and mercy and grace. That's the only hope humanity's got. Hallelujah. Why? Because of the spirit of truth. I'm telling you, when judgment day, we all know Peter made a place that we're going to be without excuse. Hallelujah. We're not going to have an excuse. We may try to come up with them. Come on. I'm telling you, we live in a world today. Spirits have got a hold of people. And now they're coming up with the ideas and opinions because I was raised this way and done that way. And done this. this is the reason I act this way. And that, that, that's one thing. But here's the problem with it. They justify an okay and saying that God God's going to accept it. But I beg the difference with you. It's driving us to, to a point in the place now that they don't they, they didn't want you to tell your own babies they're a boy or a girl. That's hogwash. That's foolishness. That's a spirit of error. It's trying to find its way into our own little babies. But you know where to start? In parents. If parents dresses their little boys like girls. You try to make a sissy out of them? You're the one. And watch this. God can't stop that. Because you and I became little gods with the power of choice. If we choose darkness and evil and, and contrary to his will, God allowed. But you got to pay. And I'm telling you, we ever need the spirit of truth to get a hold of us. Spirit of truth to get a hold of our minds and our hearts. 
get a hold of our discernment. Spirit of truth that we could discern. We can pick up and say, whoa. Even Jesus had to look at two of his two of his prized vessels, his disciples. Because they wanted to call fire down. Because they wouldn't up them. Wouldn't it there? Wasn't it their beat, their, their song? Preaching to us. Spirit looks, Jesus looked at him and said, you don't know what spirit you are there. You don't know. This world's full of spirits. The spirit of iniquity. As it enhances, as it grows, and, and as you watch it. And that's how you're going to watch even with the Antichrist and all of that as it comes together. I'm going to tell you what. The Antichrist is going to be so astounding that he's going to even, even shock the Jews. They're going to follow him for about three and a half years. Think. Now watch this. They didn't accept the Messiah that fulfilled the prophecies, and the Psalms, and the book. But they're going to accept him for three and a half years. It's a lot easier to believe a lie than it is to believe the truth. You can believe bad about somebody before you can believe good about them. You can, you, you're more prone to believe that they'll come up short and fail before they're successful. That's, just, that's that fallen nature, ladies and gentlemen. That's the reason God had to put the spirit of truth in us. Because of our own spirit, of our own conscience. If we allow our own spirit to, to develop and shape our own conscience, we're going to always come up short. We're going to always be in the error. But it's the truth, the revelation, the letter killeth. The word of God itself is powerful as it's written. Holy men would say was moved on God. But I'm telling you, the letter alone won't save you. It takes the Holy Ghost. It takes the Spirit of God to bring revelation and insight. To understand why we live the way we live. Why we walk the way we walk. Why we respond in the world that we're in today. Like we do. Because of revelation. of What's in this book. Amen. Because there's all kind of uh, sorceries. and uh, Demonical forces and powers. It's been loosed. Amen. Set free upon. And the more the, the world feeds them. It's the system. It's the operation of the world. Why do you think even some of our own leaders, they tell us, are doing their best to call the dead back forth. So they can get instructions. Oh, that's not so far out of the Bible. That's what Saul done. When Saul couldn't get the true God to answer him, he started looking for other resources. Because even Saul knew, hey, the spirits. I can find power and authority in spirits. And they don't have to be right spirits. They can be demonical spirits. That's the reason sometimes, sometimes people come so blind to, so, to the absolute truth. Because the spirit has blinded them. Even some that's raised in apostolic churches that never was born again. And the spirit of truth never got in them. And never got a hold of them. They had a mind understanding. A memoration of the word of God. But the heart would never transform. And without the spirit of truth abiding in here. You're going to walk in there. It's coming. You can't get away from it. Because the spirit of truth is the only thing that can keep us. From doing that. Keep us from. From continuing. I'm, I'm in the lesson. 
Watch what John says. What do you, what do you say about it? Try the Spirit. See if it's of God. We've all been there. You live for God very long. You, you've been there. You may not realize it. may not recognize sometimes even. But if the spirit of truth abides. And if we don't grieve it. Or quince it. Override it. And we have the power to do that. With our own passions. With our own desires. But you know what? We would have never got the Holy Ghost if we didn't desire and hunger for righteousness and for truth. So I believe in everybody sitting under me this morning at your heartbeat, at your desire. God, we want to walk in truth. And we want to walk in the fullness of it. We're not doing this to entertain people and impress people. Even of this local assembly. We want to walk in this, amen, amen, because we want to be your representation. We want to be who you desire us to be. You're the one that called us. You're the one that elected us. It's not by power and might, but by your spirit. Amen. That's what Paul was saying. Hallelujah. Paul said, I'm nothing. But Paul says nothing. But it's a spirit. His grace. I am what I am. I'd have never come out of all of that. I thought I had to. I was doing everything I was doing in the name of God. And not just, I'm talking about the one true God. Saul at the time thought he was doing exactly what the Jehovah God wanted him to do. Blinded to a greater light than the noonday sun come shining down on him and knocked him off of his beast, headed in a direction to do what he thought was right. And Paul had to cry out, didn't he? You know what? We have to do the same thing sometimes. That's the reason John, because he, he realized 60 years later, what's going to be more destructive than anything else is allowing, allowing just a little, little error, just a little spirit, just a little fox, make its way in the apostolic church. You and I both know shooting guns. Going to the moon as big as it is. Huh. We still got to have those mid-course. We got to have that editor. Because we're dealing with spirits, first of all, with our own. And then all those spirits that we encounter. And everybody wants to be right. Nobody wants to be wrong. Everybody wants to be right. All the denominations. All the confessions. Now, watch this. You're going to notice the main thing that was preached during these times was the gospel, was Jesus Christ and the resurrection and that he was the Messiah. That was the main focus, to persuade people that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was who he said he was. That's the reason they had to have eyewitnesses. Of Jesus Christ. Of the resurrection. In choosing of Matthews. Okay. So. I know I'm not going to get to cover a lot. but So understanding that this son. This man. What's coming about? Who are you? 
said, question John the Baptist. Are you he? That right there was a signal that they knew there was supposed to be one coming. Watch Jesus himself as he unveils himself to the ruler of the Jews. In the third chapter. And in the fourth chapter to the most least candidate in the city. He manifests or reveals himself. Which happened to be a little lady. That would come in the noontime when nobody else was around. So from one spectrum to the other. The whole message is I'm the Messiah. And she tells us why. We know some say to worship here and others say worship here. But we know the Messiah is coming when he gets here. He's going to tell us. Not only who to worship, but how to worship. Some will say, well, it really doesn't matter just as long as you go to church. Really, well, you can go to the devil's church and you'll be saved in the devil's church. He's got them. Can you go to a church that's full of error and full of carnality and full of the world and the system of the world and be saved? No. You better find your church that's come out from the world. You better find your church, amen, that's overcoming the world. You better find your church that's not walking in the spirit of error and compromise, but walking in the spirit of truth and true love. These work together. Because there's some that he made us walking in some form of truth, but their spirits and attitude is so nasty. That Pharisee. That spirit did, did fall off the fall off the earth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's watch what John. Beloved. Believe not every spirit. Can't put your faith in every spirit. We pray for protection. We pray that God will keep us. Some encounters we would rather not to encounter. But if you're ever going to filterate and win your world, there's some spirit you've got to encounter with and battle with and find the victory over. Or your neighbor's not going to find the victory. Your loved one's not going to find the victory. Awful quiet on me. The reason that spirit of error can have such a, uh, an effect. Let me ask you something. What if everybody that called or made confession that Jesus Christ was Lord started preaching the fullness of the gospel? We ought to be able to join together, hand in hand. Same purpose, same direction. And everybody pulling together. This may be carrying two sticks. This may be carrying three sticks. This may be carrying five. This may have the talent to do this and do that. And this has got one talent. But you know what? I'm not going to let it be buried in the sand. I'm going to take that one talent. Because there's enough of us one talent, guys. One vote. Come on, come on. A vote can make a difference. That one talent could be a prayer room, an intercessory place, a place at midnight. All of a sudden, God stirs you out of that bed and you hit the carpet and pray for people that's, uh, that's on the other side of the world. But only you was the one that God could wake up and stir up. Amen. And get, get in intercessory prayer with moanings. Amen. And crimes. Hallelujah. Pulling down the strongholds of the enemy where nobody else, even a pastor, couldn't do it. Spirit of truth. So, 
it's a good thing. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing to, to try to. But you can't believe or you can't put your trust in. But what he says, try, that means to test, to prove the spirits, whether they are good or not. You know, I was tested been several years ago. A guy, now this is a little corner, you may not like this, but I'm just trying to get my point across. A man that, you know, I told him I didn't like gizzards. He went to Bendale Superstore and bought some gear and brought them back. He said, man, these things are so good. I said, ain't no way. I said, I just kept on. He said, try one. No sooner I got that thing in my mouth, I said, brother, you lied. These things ain't no good. <laughs> that thing gets bigger. It'll choke you if you don't spit it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> you know, some things you've got to taste. And you've got to try it. See whether or not if it's good or not. Amen. I've had some to tell me they can make Rudy Bakers and make them taste like a sweet potato pie. If you do that, I'll eat it. But I'll find out. I'll be the one to test. I'll be the one. Hallelujah. So, so same way here. And if that offends you, I'm sorry. I'm not. Try the spirits whether they are of God. Whether they Try the spirits whether they are of God. God, come on, your Bible talks about, boy, this is going to mess up. God, the Bible talks about seven spirits. That's how he operates from heaven to earth. Wisdom, knowledge, holiness, truth, spirit of truth. Can't think of others right now, but seven of them. It's mentioned in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's the reason Elohim, the multiple. But they're all one and of him. They all flow from him. It's like the gifts. And when Paul comes and talks about the body, amen, and one's a teacher, and one's this, and one's that, and, and by the gift or by the faith they, uh, they're blessed with. But we all become what? One body. That's the reason there ought not be isms and schisms and division in the body, because there's only one head. Anything that's two-headed, we call it a plague. Praise God. It's the same way in the spiritual realms. There's demonical forces and spirits. I'm going to take you to the Old Testament. The writer Micah talks about the spirit of whoredom. And, and, and giving themselves over to that. And, and rejecting. Somebody surprised me here a while back. And I was talking about the four things that uh, the, the first apostolic church had taught against for the New Testament believers. And one of them was not eating blood. Hey, I said, it's in there. Apostolic, too. That's what I said, I'm telling you. I said, it's, it's, it's in New Testament, you don't have no business eating blood. I like my steak. You like your steak like you want to. You better get the blood out of it. <laughs> Praise God. I want it tender and juicy, too. But I don't want no blood. Anyway, just give you some examples of, of how things can happen, how they can unfold. He goes on, he says, but try the spirits, and that's, that's multiple, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many false prophets, claiming to be followers of God, claiming to be uh, followers of Jesus Christ at this point in time now. 
making confession, studying the scriptures and quote them. But because they was never born with the true spirit of God, they continue even in the scriptures to walk in error. Never coming to the knowledge of truth. That's the reason we got so many denominations. They're man-made, not God-made. It's the truth. It's the truth. Man's traditions. I don't believe that. So I'm going to go ahead and start my own way. With nothing but a spirit of error off of another spirit of error. Another spirit of error. But you know what? All those spirits of error, buddy, it's going to head up one day. They're all going to come right back under that mother harlot. Ah, oh, not me. The spirit will lead you there. It'll blind you and put a hook in your jaw and lead you there. Because God will send a strong delusion for those that don't have a love for truth that they might be lost. It's a serious thing. It's a serious thing not to have a love for truth. Not just a love for holiness on the outside. That love has got to be in here. And if that love's in here, it will show. I know, you, you know, we don't have to cut trees down to see what kind of tree they are. And Jesus said, you know the tree by the fruit it bears. And watch what he talks about with these, these prophets, man. Watch what he says. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Notice it's capitalized there. Hereby. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. That could be a little confusing. A lot of people confess. Okay. But they, let me, let me go on with this. Now remember the culture. Remember the hour. Remember the time. If you'll do a study on the church at that time. If you make confession of Jesus Christ, number one, you'd be thrown out of the synagogue of the tabernacles. Okay. Number two, you're subject and prone to, especially under, under the Roman Empire and things of that nature, to be used as a human torch. When you make confession to be a follower of Jesus Christ, buddy, you better, you better be walking the walk and ready to give your life. Because you were subject and prone to be called upon. Amen. In fact, if you rub too many, too many shoulders with, with Paul, you're subject to be in the prison with him. Okay? Carry on some of the same beatings and rejections. Some believe that's one reason that John Mark had such a trouble one time and went back home because of the pressure there. But later on, he's got more established. We see where Paul calls him, hey, son, John Mark. Worked it out. That's true for all of us. We see that if you go to special forces, they weed them out, they don't degrade that individual. They just understood that he didn't have what it took. That doesn't mean he wasn't a man. That doesn't mean he couldn't be a great man in some form. But not for this cause. I mean, whenever you, you set on, on the special forces and there's only four of you. You better know that one thing. I'm in this to the end. I'm in it till I don't have not one more bullet. I'm in it till they shot multiple holes in my body. In my last breath, I'm pouring it out, buddy. If I kill enough of them, maybe that'll save my brother. Come on, I'm preaching to us. That's the same way you and I have got to be. 
Just cause everybody ain't walking like you're walking. Doing what you're doing. We don't have a right to condemn them. We need to, we need to take care of every spirit. Watch it. If we keep this thing straight. We'll keep all those things. Those are lame and not quite. If we'll keep it smoothed out as much as we can. Watch it. Why do we have a slope coming into this building now? Handicap accessible. Because everybody is subject to one day find themselves in a condition that you can't just freely walk. Peter was even warned about that. I got to have some help. And there's going to be men that's going to lead you in places that, that really you're not going to want to go. But thank God for the spirit of truth that can sustain us. Supply us. Could it be if our world keeps going like it's going? And we fix to find out what we got. If we got the salt or not. Salt that loses its ability to change the season. The flavor of the situation. Could it be that's reason sometimes we find ourselves. Amen. Drawn to pull it into circumstances. Because God wanted to send somebody there with some truth. Because our world is full of chaos. And error. From the White House now. Mr. Hamilton gets it right, American Radio. He said, he says this all the time. He said, what's going on in the White House is not the most important thing. He said, what goes on in your house is the most important thing. And he's not throwing down on the White House. He's just simply telling you, amen. You know what? We can be saved. The first sermon that we ever read about from the Apostle Peter, in that sermon... He told them, he said, you saved yourself from this untoward generation. How true that message is becoming as the time approaches. It's going to mean something to save us. And the only way that you and I can be saved is to continue in the spirit of truth. Why? Because, man, false doctrines, false prophets. So confession, there had to be a confession made that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. That Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Is, it, that says every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He's come, he's in the flesh, he's been here, he's died, he was resurrected. I make confession of that. But the only way they can make confession of that is being born again of the water and of the spirit. Because we're not the Abba, amen. We can't call him the Abba, amen. Later on, the writer talks about that. Hallelujah. The only way that you and I can call him our father is to be born again of his, of his spirit and of the water. And so here, you see, watch this. He says, and this is that spirit of Antichrist. Why is the Antichrist so against the Messiah? Because the Antichrist is going to come. And the spirit of that Antichrist, which is Lucifer, amen, is going to come and claim to be the Christ. And came to be God Almighty. Because that's what he wanted. Amen. When he got booted out of heaven years ago by the Almighty God. Lifting himself above him. I want all the glory. I want all the praise. That's the reason selfishness. Self-centeredness. It's always a shipwreck. When we live our lives with us just thinking of ourselves. And how we see it. And how we think it ought to be. If we don't get it our way, buddy, we're going to put a heroes in the sand. We're going to. That spirit will show up. Little bitty errors a lot of time. 
Unless it's not dealt with. It increases. And if we're not careful, it can rob us. Rob us of our family. Rob us of a lot of things. But the most important thing, rob us of eternity and of heaven. And so this is a spirit that's working through vessels that did not have a love for truth. John comes on, he writes, he said, they had to go out from among us because they were never of us. So they had to go out. Because they had not been born. They claimed to be, claimed they had the goods, but when the pressure came on, they didn't have it. But you see, the problem with some of them, when they go out, amen, they want to start their own. Start their own doctrine, our own. You ain't got to believe all that. You ain't got to believe in all that holiness stuff. You ain't got to believe in all that separation stuff. And you watch them. It won't be long down that road. Amen. You don't, you don't really have to speak in tongues. You, you really don't have to have the Holy Ghost. Thing leads to another. Spirit of error. And the longer you walk in the spirit of error, the further it leads you away. And sometimes the journey can be so slow. That's the reason some of a sudden, kind of like the prodigal son, woke up and realized. The Bible said he came to himself. My father's house has more. My father's house. My servants, not his sons, his servants. We're better off as servants of God. We're called sons, but we're actually better off servants of God than sons of the devil. And even though the devil's promising them all the kingdoms. I don't have a whole lot to prove this. But I believe that some that have sold themselves out to the ways of the world has sold their soul to the devil. It's a done deal. Sealed. You're going to accomplish the evil. The wickedness. And the biggest problem was, I don't have a love for truth. Love for truth. Third verse says, Every spirit that confesses, not. We want to confess, don't we? Amen. We want, to, we want the world to know. Watch what he says. This is that spirit of the Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is in the world. It was working then. So how much more is it working today? Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Little children. Amen. Ye, that's who he's talking to here. You, us, a man that believes, that believes in this Holy Ghost, that believes in speaking in that new language, believes in that new creature. But if you'll do a study on creature, a new creation. And so now with the spirit of truth, because we haven't received the fullness of this salvation and the fullness of it, amen, it's a down payment. But now we're on a journey and we've been led by this spirit because there's coming a day when we're going to retain the fullness of it. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, this old man's going to be put off and a new man's going to be put on. That what? Mortar's going to put on immortality. Amen. Amen. The corrupt's going to put on incorruption. And we're going to live, amen, forever and ever. Never to be tried, never to be tempted. Never have to face the devil. Oh, we're going to face him with him in the battle of Armageddon, but that's just going to be a slaughter. We don't have to worry about that one either. They that are in the world, 
They that are in the world. Therefore speak they of the world. And the world careth them. Listen. Listen to what he's saying. They that are in the world. They speak of the world. They walk like the world. They talk like the world. They dress like the world. You can't, you can't tell them any different from the world. We even got, we've got coming to our, 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 our world today and, and churches that, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong coming as you are. That's the only way you can come. But there's something wrong to tell them that you all right like you are. Well, if that be the case, why did I come? That's like being well and going to the doctor and paying them, you know. You just go every morning, hey, I just want to come give y'all some money, man. I just want to see y'all. What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> no make no sense at all, does it? Neither does that. When you get to looking at it with, with honesty and with sincerity about being saved. Because everybody needs a savior. Yeah. And Jesus Christ is the one that takes the sins from the world. Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. For God so loved the world. All of humanity. But they got to believe in this Messiah. They got to believe in the gospel. They don't. Amanda, watch this. We'll follow the same opinions or the feelings. I had a lot of scriptures I went to. Time just not going to last. We are of God. He that knoweth God cureth us. Hey, have you ever been maybe studying something or a topic or something and you just couldn't quite get your hand on it and, and all that? And all of a sudden, maybe a song or a preacher or somebody just in conversation, some way God works you know, in multiple ways, and all of a sudden the light comes on. The revelation of it, the truth. And you knew. This is of God. This is right. This is true. That's the same way with the plan of salvation. I tell people, you know, hey, you may fuss and argue sometimes with far as lengths and standards that we put up to a certain degree. But you can't, you can't, you can't fuss against the Holy Ghost or the plan of salvation that the Jews, the Samaritans, and the Gentiles have to follow the same plan. It's in the book. And it's forever settled. And you and I have the responsibility to preach it and to live it. Let's stand. It's about to burn up in here, ain't it? Lord bless you. I'm sorry. I don't know. We can't adjust it. To, uh, but anyway, we love you this morning. Appreciate you. Uh, it was a lot I'd love to cover here. Joel, the writer talked about Joel. He made mention about time being restored. He pulled a scripture out of a time that I believe is going to happen at the second coming of Jesus Christ or possibly in the millennium time. As you tie all that scripture up, you go back. It's actually talking about what the caterpillars eating up and the Pokemon and all that. And they're going to be restored. Now, we know that's likened to the church, okay? But also Israel. Israel is going to experience in the millennium, and they're going to have plenty of food. You go back and read that. Go back and read all that. How they're going to be blessed, going to be abundance of it and all this stuff uh, to, to try... And, and I'm not smart, but anyway, to try to say that God can bring back your all your yesterdays. Uh, the reason I'm a little hesitant about that, to these deathbed repentance, last seconds, minutes of salvation. It can happen. It does happen. But not a very good percentage. Uh, to, to restore all your time. Now, I do believe that God can do things. I'm not limiting God. And I can give you a scripture for that. Abraham. Scripture made it plain that even his own body couldn't produce everything until Sarah, then Isaac. Then this is where we know it was a faith deal. But after the death of Sarah, Abraham married again and had six boys. 
after the death of Sarah. So he can. Because he's God. But the point I want to make here. Don't waste all your youth and your time, amen, living for the world and doing the things of the world. And then expect to come in in the last little five seconds of the race. Because I'm telling you, our world is doing it in the denominal world out there. And a lot of them does this. When that little boy come up at 10, 11 years old, he got saved. And regardless of how he lived from that point on, it doesn't matter how much spirit of error he walked in, a darkness and an ungodliness and unrighteous and how much havoc he calls on everybody else, amen, because of that. It's not in the book. It's not in the book. Anyway, I'm just throwing some stuff out to love you, appreciate you. Let's go. We're going to have a baptismal service this morning. Uh, when we get out there, I want you to help me pray because we fix and change the, you know, they, they've been out there doing what they've been doing. And uh, I, I was tempted, amen, trying to do the baptism first. And, uh, you know, just so we're a little more focused. And so if you would help us out there, uh, we're going to pray a little while, just kind of get the, the mind back and the teachers, students, and everybody. Amen, and that frame of mind and that spirit, amen, because um, I, I just wanted to really touch the code and touch his mind, his heart, amen, as a launching pad, amen, living for God. You know why? Because he's going to encounter some spirits that you and I have not. Some situations some pressures, amen, at school, different places, and, and it's just the time of change as iniquity increases. I, I mean, I can get some of these elders, I promise you, they can witness to you quickly. Amen, they, they, didn't, they didn't face none of that school. You didn't have it, you didn't have it. You know, so if it's not there to be tempted by, then you don't know if you'd be victorious over it or not. Okay? And so we're living in a very wicked world, and uh, our children, our, our young people, everybody needs God's hand. We all need it. But how much more, not just for today I'm talking about, but what if God allows this thing to carry on another 40 years? And so they, they're going to need this, okay? Love you, appreciate you, God bless you.